What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, once again, it's Michael Adams. It's old religion to Soka, knowing versus belief. It's allegedly August the 12th, 2017. And uh, once again, we have the pleasure of having uh, Kat Hansen with us. And uh, we're going to talk more about the the wonders of the other world. The world that we know seemingly too little about, but... Uh, uh, once again, Kat, thank you for joining me. And your cat, which cat do you have with you today? Oh, today it's Finnegan, so people are going to hear him. He's got his little bell. Unfortunately, Finnegan has to wear three bells. We just refer to it as one giant bell, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so right. you'll hear him. He's obnoxious. So is he? We have to know where he is. You know, that's why he's got all the bells. We have to know because otherwise we're in trouble. trouble. I mean, he's always, right. yeah, 10 steps ahead of us. <laughs> he's a troublemaker, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we, we seem to have, uh, I don't know, we've got like a, uh, a stray cat that seems to have adopted the garage and my gardens. And he likes to lay oh, in, cool. in, in my wildflower gardens. And... She, yeah, of course, they ambush birds. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, but we have uh, hummingbirds there going in. So I was like, yeah, he's got the perfect spot to lay. Yeah, definitely. He's being a cat, so we yeah, try to give, give we try to give him some milk and uh, this cat, and um, he doesn't want it. So we have another cat that's that's actually over at. Uh, uh, Granny Adams' place, but uh, its name is Kitty. That's what my son named it. Of course, he was only one and a half at the time. So, but he said, "What do you want to name it?" And he goes, "Kitty." <laughs> okay, so there's Kitty. So, yeah. <laughs> and she is a she was a stray feral cat, and she is and still is, even though she's quote unquote domesticated and living with his with uh, Granny. Um, she's all feral cats still. It's really thin, small. I've never, I've never seen a just thin yeah. and long cat ever. But she's well, she's, most sparrows are, you know. Sparrows yeah. are. That's what Finnegan is. He's all my animals are adopted. You know, I, I rescue them. And yeah. Finnegan is he, Finnegan is very feral. He's in the house, but he wants out. He's just too tiny to go outside. But he is feral. You know, he's just now recently started letting us pet him and things. It was it took all three of us to hold him down to put the collar on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a little ball of, of fur, you know, all oh. three of us women sitting here trying to hold on to him. It's like a little baby buzzsaw. So. <laughs> right. Sure, I understand it. He's probably got all his claws and everything, right? So it's, it's uh, his teeth uh-huh, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's. He, out of all all of them, he's he's so far he hasn't um, calmed down yet. You know, I've got uh, two other ferals in the house with him, 
and they don't, you know, I mean, they're pretty calm. They're like you're, like you're talking about with your, your cat that's at your granny Adam's house. Right. They're, they're like that, you know, they're, they're domesticated, but they're still feral. And right. this one though is 100% feral. He's just, he sees you coming and he scoots from underneath chairs to other dark places, you know, and then he only approaches you. You can't approach him. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. They got interesting personalities, that's for sure. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, what does cats have to do with uh, Sasquatch? <laughs> oh, I, my uh, cats and my Sasquatch, I can tell you stories there <laughs> quite a bit, actually. So, well, why, yeah. why don't you start with there? Because I know that's what folks really want to hear. They don't want to hear too well, much about me. Uh, I mean, I will talk about a little bit my new experience uh, but uh, you know i already got a video I hear so the, the, they got the visual evidence but, they, but i can share maybe uh vocally some of the things that happened but that's beside the point so and, and yesterday awesome. I, I, I interviewed a, a young man by the name of richie mcgreevy of uk oh richie yeah and mm-hmm. he says he 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 opened in the in the recording and that we did uh, he, he asked me to, um, I don't know if it was during the recording or just after, but he said uh, to remind uh, Kat that he apologizes to you for not listening to him, or to you. <laughs> Apparently, you, you had given him some advice of what part of the force to go, and he didn't listen to you. So he ended up having right. a different type of an experience than... Um, I guess it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. He's um he's a very nice young man, very sweet young man. He came to me with pictures. He said he hadn't. He thought they were there. You know, he asked me where he could go to interact with them. You know, and because he lives in the UK, and uh, I gave him some advice. I said, listen, you know, you need to go here and you need to do these things. And then he went up and he took pictures and he said, I didn't see any while I was up there. You know, that was his very first time. He said, I didn't see any up there. And I said, well, did you get the pictures? And he says, yeah. And I said, well, put them up. Let me see them. You know, so he sent them to me. And immediately, right off the bat, I started circling. I said, here's one right here. He was right in front of you and you never even saw him. I said, this is how well they come camouflage. You know, and, and then Richie started realizing how close he had actually been. To this one, and he was like, "Oh, you know, it's fright." I don't know. I don't know. The word, the right word, is not frightening. It's it's um, confusing and troubling to see how close they actually are, and that the only time you actually see them, I mean, you have to take if you take pictures, they're going to show up in the in the pictures, but you don't see them. You don't make it eyes, which. Right. It's very, they're very good at what they do. They're very good at what they do. People need to understand, you know, it's just like us, okay? If we dress, for instance, okay, to go out, I'm not saying you, you are, but just in general, hunters go out to the forest and they pick specific patterns when they're out in the forest so that way they blend in, you know, they use camo. Right. So they use this camo to blend in, okay? They are masters at what they do. You know, most hunters are diehard. You know, they know exactly the tools they need. They know the exact place they're going, the exact time they need to be there. You know, I mean, they set it all up so it's perfect. And people have to realize 
that the Sayama live out in the forest 24-7, 365. So they have their version of what their clothing that they do. You know, they've learned, they're masters at patterns. Masters at sitting there and, you know, sitting still. You know, I mean, it's like I was talking to uh, uh, Brian Sullivan the other day, Duke, and Uh we were talking, and uh, yeah, I did an interview with him, and I was telling him my neighbor was cutting across to come to my home, and uh, she decided she wasn't going to go walk the road. She was just going to cut across to the woods to my house, and it was really quite fascinating to me because she said I was walking, walking, walking. And she's walked a hundred times. She, she's lived here longer. She lives, has lived here most of her life, actually, um, on the piece of property that she has. And she said, I was walking to your home, cutting through, and she says, and then all of a sudden, it finally dawned on me. I was walking towards this small hill, and I didn't even realize, you know, in my brain, something was wrong. She said, it, it was bothering me. She said, until I stopped, and I realized, hey, wait a minute. When did that hill come into being? You know, there's a hill there, and it's about 10 feet tall, and I don't recognize this hill. And what is this? You know, so she could stop completely dead stuck. And then she realized with the wind blowing, what she was looking at was the back of a stayama. He was crouched down and holding perfectly still. And uh-huh. she said it dawned on her because the wind was blowing, and she could actually see the wind moving his hair. And once she realized that, then she started getting really scared. She was like, oh, my heck, I'm right here on almost on top of this thing, and he's going to realize that I'm here, or maybe he already realizes I'm here, and that's why he's holding perfectly still, you know, because she, uh-huh. if she hadn't lived there her whole entire life and realized that there wasn't supposed to be something there, she would have walked right past him and never, I mean, she could have touched him and never even realized it. So they're very good at what they do, you know, with patterns yeah. and using the branches, well, the whole surrounding area to break it up. You know what's strange with mine? It was almost like spiritual and supernatural. And part of it was, you know, I guess intent. You know, I I was been sick all, all last week, so I couldn't really take care of my son. And, you know, guys, it's kind of arranged things that a couple of his mother's older children have moved back in the house, and so they've been kind of helping watching him. So I only had him for like four hours. So on Sunday, I'm like, well, what can we do? Well, and I said, let's go to somewhere where we haven't gone before in a while. And then I was like, well, let's go to this one place. And so, and uh, this part of the opening system, and it's a, it's a nature preserve, but they have, uh, they have a couple of ponds there and streams, and they have some parks for the kids children play and so as I was, right. so we got you know shame on me some fast food but we got some burger gang and then we went <laughs> we took off so <laughs> and and uh and as then i i pulled over to the side of the road where i know where there's like a, a desert type of um well like like sand dunes they're like in this one particular area and there's ridges and stuff like that. And I was envisioning them to have structures or something. I didn't know what to really envision, but I figured that they would be on the other side of the street, about 300 yards away, up the hill and into the forest. 
But because I was with my son and I didn't feel good, I decided to turn right. And, uh, um, excuse, yeah, right. Uh, and go into the other side of the street. And that little forest there. Just, and I wasn't expecting to see anything. I mean, I'm telling you, within 10 oh. feet, I walk, we go through these little, you know, brush barrier that's between the uh, the forest and, I guess, the roadside. And there I am looking right at it. I go, oh, my gosh. And it's a, for, for where I'm at, it's not the same thing with maybe out west of Colorado and this size of their structures. But it was a big structure. And it was right there. And it was no way that it was man-made. And it was no way that it was, you know, from wind damage and all that. And I'm like, oh, how can this possibly be? So, with, I mean, my very first time even trying, uh, I go, you know, of course, me and my son we were there for 10 minutes. My, fun, my son's like, I don't really, I don't like this place. This place is scary. And he wanted, anyways, he really wanted to go to play in the playground, which is a couple miles down the road. So I said, just give me some time. I even yelled at him. And then I had to hug him and apologize. I was like, shut up. <laughs> give your dad <laughs> 10 minutes, all right? I've just found something that's super cool I've been learning about for the past nine months. That's the first time in the very first moment I ever tried to do it. It's right there. Right. And you can see the pictures yeah. on that video that I have. It's only four minutes and, uh, and 43 seconds. I, I took pictures, and then I made a little video. And I'm like, wow, how can that possibly be? And uh, uh, there's something, um, I guess what I'm trying to say, there's something supernatural to all this type of thing. Because it's impossible. The odds are... Uh, <laughs> Against that to happen the very first moment, the very first within the very first minute of your very first attempt. But you know what I'm saying? Well, I wasn't like I, I, wanna, the, I wasn't trying to No, but you have to think of, think about what I said. Remember, people who have an inordinate curiosity about Stayama have it for a reason. Okay? You have to and what you're saying about it being supernatural. It kind of is, but it kind of isn't. You know, you're interested in maybe you were already have met these guys when you were younger and just don't remember it, but they remember you, and now it's time for you to remember. Interesting. You know? Well, that's scary because they're going to tell me, oh, yeah, we were watching you play in the woods all all those years back, all that time, and down at the Mm -hmm. creek. Yeah, we're paying attention to you. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> all the trouble, it's, it's all the trouble you're making, you. <laughs> <laughs> you want troublemaker? I told you, I was the, I am the epitome of the troublemaker. This is the person who lit the creek on fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's, yes, it's, they like me, the, out, the outdoors was was my refuge, and it was really weird because yeah. you know, in my situation, there really wasn't that many children like me it was out it was suburb it wasn't fully developed yet and i was like always by myself in the woods just about i was the only one i mean i remember there's people still you know from back then as childhood acquaintances and friends in the neighborhood always remember you know the first thing they remember about me is 
animals, nature, I'm catching snakes and turtles and all that kind of stuff, going down the creek. and That's what they remember me right. for. And um, yeah. that was my refuge. That's where I felt most comfortable. Right. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure that they were probably watching. And, you know, I tell everybody, and case in point, um, uh, Matthew Johnson, when he first started having um, interactions with his group, he had spoken to me on the phone, via the phone. And he was having the group by his home, and then he was traveling um, a couple hours away to um, this spot. And he said, I don't understand. He said, I'm having interactions, and I swear, I swear, Kat, that they're like the same ones. And I said, well, they are. I said, don't you understand? He said, I don't understand. I said, listen. I said, however it works with these guys, I mean, I've interacted with them for most of my life, but I'm not an expert on their brains and how it works. Uh But for whatever reason, once they make a connection with you, I don't care if you're 100 miles away from them, they have a way to follow their connection, their thought pattern to your thought pattern. And they can find you. I don't know how it works. It's got to do, you can look at it as um, a genetic memory. You can look at it as, um, you know, just strange, high strangeness, you know, with them. They are able to accomplish this. And I am living proof of it because when I left Utah, I didn't want to have anything to do with them. You know, I'd had enough. I'd been up on my mountaintop and I literally ran to the busiest place that I could think of that was close by, and that was Las Vegas. You know, thinking, okay, I'm safe here. I don't have to interact with these guys anymore. I don't want to interact with them. You know, I'm tired of it. And I, you know, lived uh, five minutes away from this enormous um, preserve that they have there. It comes down off of Mount Charleston and goes all the way through the city. The river does, you know, the following down in the way that they've worked it through the park system. And lo and behold, here they show up. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't even have five minutes of peace to myself without you guys. You know, I literally ran 800 miles away from you to be away from you, you know, and here you are <laughs> now, showing what, up again. What, what, what were they doing that was causing you so much problems? It wasn't my group per se, you know. Um, oh, I've given a lot of interviews over the years, and I know um, you have. <laughs> I had told I had told my story, you know. With I was working with Mark Zasky and explaining to him what was going on. Um, I had moved my children and myself to the top of a mountain in Utah. I didn't want to be bothered by people. Um, I didn't want to have um, any more to do with staying up. I was done. I was like, I just need some peace. And because it's very overwhelming, you know, to to interact with these guys because it's such an alien concept in your brain. I mean, you're very comfortable with them and that they look humanoid, but they're not human, you know. And it's, you know, unless you've done it, well, I mean, the only person I could really think that would have any type of, of understanding would be Jane Goodall or... or um, Diane Foss, you know, those people, because they're so immersed, you know, and then you have to come back to society, and they're so different, you know, the two things are different, and they're able to keep them separate, because their 
beings that they're, they're creatures that they're under, understanding are in jungles. Mine aren't in jungles. Mine are in the woods. And think about, we have woods all over the United States. There's no escaping. Mm-hmm. There really isn't we, because we build parks with waterways going into them. You know, so, I mean, they're in our parks. They're, they're everywhere. And it's like, you can't get away from them. And that's exactly how my group is. They're like, you're gonna, you're part of us, so we're gonna follow wherever you go. We'll eventually be there, you know. And that's exactly what happened. Now, is it just curiosity on their part, or is there something deeper going on? You know, I don't know. I can't get an answer to that question from them. You know, they're very simple beings in certain ways, and that they have a language, you know, but it's it's not our language. You know, they don't have a need for our words and our and our objects and things. So to get an answer from them is like literally pulling teeth, you know. And when I was telling them, I don't want you, that's what it ended up being, was me screaming at them. I don't want you, you know, I don't want you. I need just to be a normal person. Just let me be a normal person without you, you know, and it didn't work. <laughs> it really didn't work. They <laughs> didn't listen to them <laughs> Now, what mm-hmm. about like like uh, with your Christian experience? Like, hold on, Jesus, did that mm-hmm. help at all? No, no, because I've come to the realization that um, they're in my life because He wants them there. And uh, yeah, I got a feeling um, I have too. My, I got a feeling yeah, too. You know, and I have my I have my own opinions about them, and you know, people can say whatever they want to say, but I live up close and personal with these beings. You know, I sleep with them, literally. You know, not sex-wise, but I'm saying if I go to be with them and it's too dark and I don't feel like traipsing back down the mountain, I'll sack out up there with them. And it's huh. just... What is it's, it? Um, it's let, let, it just braid your well, hair and keep you warm? Uh, no, actually, oh. um, I, sleep, I sleep by myself. Okay. <laughs> I usually sleep by myself, um, they make beds, you know, nests, and it's not hard to make one, you know. For me, it's not anyway. Like you, I was out in the woods my whole life. So I usually just end up bringing up a shelter I lean to and just going to sleep for the night. But, well, here's my here's my next experience, too. So you have a lifetime of this, and I don't. I have a matter of uh, uh, less of a, less than 48 hours. Uh, yesterday, right? Uh, I went to the store and all that, and then I, um, oh, well, it's just about a quarter of a mile, uh, away from me, uh, going east, there's a stream that I, as a kid, I used to, uh, catch like minnows way back in the seventies, you could catch minnows and you go yeah. up to the, to the, the pet shop. Cause you didn't have all these regulations back then. And you'd sell the minnows to them and, and then you could buy, you know, Something else, another critter, right. or whatever. So they were always buying minnows from us, and so I was always playing there. But anyways, so I, was, you know, I, did, so I was prompted to go drive there, and I wasn't even actually thinking about the creek. I was thinking about something completely different, and it's, you know, I, so I started taking pictures just along the, the woods of the the edge of the the, the um, uh, um, oh gosh, what is it? not the, the uh, gra- uh, where they have graves again cemetery. <laughs> Anyways, um, and on the west side of the cemetery, there's like this woods, and then that's sort of a little stream that goes into another bigger stream. 
and it's just you know just really not much and right there in the opening there's like an opening there and you know i've been learning you know, through uh mark abel and colorado bigfoot that they make perches and there was a perch in the most perfect location that you could ever imagine and i'm going this can't be happening don't tell me that these things are like less than two blocks away from me. That's, well, they you tend to do stuff like that. You know, they do. They well, do. They tend well, to do well, stuff. But they were obviously there before me ever coming aware of this. But I'm just like, uh, does anybody know what else was? I mean, it's like, what kind of world am I coming uh, into? What am I joining here? Mind you, it's not more interesting the other place I was. I, you know, I think one of the things doing this stuff is uh, they start to have a different understanding of what it means to be have spiritual darkness. And I think most people, and most of my life, I was in spiritual darkness, in the sense that I didn't know that there were things going on around me, like Stayama and a few other creatures. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I totally and, get that. Yeah, and so I think that what spiritual darkness might mean is not so much that you're just a bad person and all that kind of stuff, but that you actually have the veil of so you're you know you're cut you're so blinded by the things of the world, from public school to false religion to uh, the television to all other things that are going on that you're literally, although you're a good person, generally speaking, and people like you and all that, you're still spiritually a dark person because you're not really seeing what's around you. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, no, 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 no. And I would have, too, said the same thing a year ago or even three months ago and probably three days ago. But things are happening that are, I know part of it is, I mean, I, I'm just going with it. You know what I mean? As the old saying goes, I'm just going with the flow because it's fighting against the current. Well, it's, it's exhausting. And the, um, the crater will allow things like you for you to get nailed with multiple sclerosis and slow you down so, so that you will go down the current. So why fight it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we can't win. So if you fight it, it just makes you miserable. Anyways, we're supposed to be hearing about you. So, but maybe, do you, does anything that I'm saying make sense? It does to me because I'm sitting here thinking about everything that you're saying, you know, and just stop and think about this for a second, what you're saying there, okay? You're, you're talking about if he gives you multiple sclerosis to slow you down. Well, maybe he already tried to give you signs to slow down. Oh, I know. I, I, I rejected you know. them. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, no. He said, okay, let me try something a little more drastic here. And each time it got maybe a little bit more drastic with you until the time where he said, you know what? You're stubborn. So if you won't do it this way, we'll do it this way. You know, my way. And so he did that. Maybe that's what happened. You know, who's just Oh, I, I, I know. I know for certain. I know. Uh, people are going to hear me and say, oh, you don't know. Where's the scientific proof? And I, I can't do 
scientism is another form of religion, folks. And it's not, you know, uh, there's a certain point you have to trust your own life experience, what's been given to you, and, you know, collectively put it together and say, what has happened? Why is it the way it is? And realize how little in control you are, period, in this existence. And if you fight it, he will. I, I know this. I know exactly that's the reason why I was, because I know who I was uh, 10 years ago, who I was 20 years ago, how self-absorbed and selfish I was, how worldly I was, uh, what a womanizer I was, what a materialist I was. Um, you know, and I didn't think I was a bad person. I thought I was just doing what everybody else was doing. It was part of the culture that I was from. I didn't even think that. I wasn't even thinking about that. You know what I mean? I was just really just thinking about uh, what can I get out of life? And, and uh, you know, after 50 years and getting the snot spiritually and physically beat out of me, I finally come to the realization, I'm not in control of anything. I'm not. I'm not in control of anything. How can it possibly happen? Honestly. Uh, anyways. People probably think I'm nuts. Uh, I don't really care if you think I'm nuts. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You know, reputation, your reputation you have no control over. And what people think about you have no control over. So you just got to accept what what the creator is handing you and and embrace it. And so, but, you know, I I have to admit I'm I'm scared. I don't really want to see uh, a 15-foot tall <laughs> male sa- uh, Sayama. I really don't. I don't, I don't want to see it. I think there's, you know, I'll probably have a heart attack. But, you, but some part of you must want to see it because you're going out in the woods. And, I, and I'm talking to people like you and all of these people and all these yeah. wonderful people that, are brought, that have been brought into my life and uh, that have experiences with this creature and, or this being. And uh, I'm like... Yeah. What am I doing? Am I, am I supposed to go so like sit over there in that woods there and just say, "All right, I give up and do what?" Do Don't what? Give up, but you're supposed. To, maybe no, you've got about, something I, 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 in mind. You when know? I'm talking, give up. That's, I'm talking about you know get just stop the fighting, internal yeah, fight, stop. internal fight, internal fight. Yeah, stop it and accept accept whatever it is that. It, that has to come. You know, I tell people that all the time. You know, you can deny it all you want, but they're still going to come to you. And you can say, oh, that, uh, for instance, that dead bird that's sitting there on my front doorstep. Okay, the neighbor's cat brought that to me. Okay, and this can go on for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, and until at some point you pick up a different bird that's been brought to you. And you're justifying in your mind that it was from the cat, but yet you look at this bird and you realize, hey, the bird's neck is completely broken and twisted, you know, to the point where it almost came off. You know, I've never seen a cat <laughs> do that before, you know. So yeah. at some point, you're going to have to bow down, you know, lower that shield and, and, and allow the message to come through. Whatever message it is, you know, well, what's, I'm always what's, telling what, my... What's weird for me is that my journey now... This is going to be contradictive to a lot of people's thinking out there. I came to having a belief in Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm not, folks, I'm not trying to, to, to 
push religion on anybody who hears this. But I've come, I mean, uh, the many nights rustling with the spirit of the God and and knowing that, you know, for me, I that was the definition of a self-centered sinner. I was somebody who was just really, um, my intentions were not really good. Were never really good. And uh, so, but I, so anyways, I, a lot of wrestling with the spirit and uh, I mean, I believe that, that in Jesus Christ, but I don't believe in religion. I don't believe that, that there's uh, any perfect text. I don't believe in any of that stuff. What I do believe in is that there's a creator and a savior. And since I started believing in that, this starts happening. When I finally bowed down and just said, okay, all right, like like the book thing. So I was really, like last year for two years, I really studied and got really convinced that the book, the Holy Bible, was it. You know what I mean? And all the information right. and truth was in there. Then I really studied and realized there was full of contradictions. Then I had to make a decision. What was it that I was really putting my faith in? Was it in God or in a book that was written by man? And so then I had to go through that. And this whole process that's led me to... Sunday, about 12.15 in the afternoon, between 12 and 12.30, walking 10 feet into the, the woods, and voila. There's more to this world than um, anybody ever said or never told me. And I, I um, you know, I'm a 50-year-old man, and, and I sound like a five-year-old kid. What the heck? Anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, though. You know, you're being, people don't like to listen to that side of this, okay? And, and when I start speaking about it, they always say, oh, my gosh, here she goes into the woo-woo part. But it is what it is. And if you live with it, you learn to accept it. But is it an easy acceptance? No. No, it is not. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's... It's learning it's to love... It's Well, I think it's... the Part of the whole thing, this whole life journey, the, one of the biggest lessons, why we're here, is to learn to love the unlovable. Yes. And then and, you said something that's very important, and people need to understand that. These guys... These beings may look adorable in pictures and things. You know, you see baby ones and stuff, and people say, oh, they're so cute, blah, blah, blah. But there again, they are not us, and they are not our emotions. And people need to understand that. The only emotion, the only thing that I have in common with the Stayama is my belief in Heavenly Father. And remember, I talked about that. I pray, and they knew exactly what was going on. Right. These guys have a knowing. They have a belief, and they do. And I have proof of that in the objects that they give to me and the gifts that they leave me and the fact that they understand who the creator is. 
I mean, these guys have given me so many crosses that they've made. They they make them out of sticks. They make them in rock formations. You know, um, they know what a cross is, and they know what it's for. Uh-huh. So, people want to tell me, oh, they're just a dumb ape, and I'm you want to get my hackles up real quick, I'll tell you, no, 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 I'll fight with you on that one. They're not. Because well, there is no way that you can tell me that a gorilla can look at the sky in fear and send out the word, cre- you know, father to to me and to the others. They know, No gorilla could do that. No ape could do that. But they know. You know, so I always refer to them as, you know, they're, they're people no different flesh. And that's what they are. They're people no different flesh. They're just like us. The problem is, too, is they that are just each, like each one looks so, look, so many of them look so different than each other. One will be much more human looking, the next one more ape looking. One will look like it just had its face, like somebody, they decided to beat the snot out of them. You know what I mean? They're, yep. they're all like different looks. They're not, they're, and they're, they're, here's the biggest thing. So we are, are conditioned through the media, movies, comic strips, uh, this whole thing about, you know, skulls and, and uh, like, uh, you know, evil creatures are all like this really, what you know, ugly is, you know what I mean? So, right. I mean, they have a fearful look about them that I've seen so far where yes. they, uh, they're not pretty and they're scary looking. No. And I'm like... And, and so the internal, you know, I've been conditioned to say uh, that equates to them being evil. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you just see all these movies and if there's demons or there's the devil or whatever, they're always like hideous looking creatures. And, right. and so you're conditioned to believe, you know, to think that these things are hideous looking creatures. Now, if we were conditioned properly as growing up, that these were just creatures and this is how they look. Uh, beings, better way of saying it, and this is their look, and just learn how to accept it. You know, it's it's almost like what I was sharing with Richie yesterday on the show is that it's like Star Wars, like when they're in that scene in the uh, the bar, they getting something to drink, and they have all the different uh, space um, aliens and all that. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah, looks different, yeah. and somehow you have right. to be com- comfortable with all that. In other words, you had to accept right. they had to, in their, you know, reality, their realm, they had to accept the fact that some looked like frogs and something had three heads and this, that, and all this other weirdness. So, but, you know, right. so in the same way, it's like we've been conditioned not to accept these things. Uh, what do I, say? I don't want to say these things, but you stay in my, you don't know. I'm, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not, not where you're at yet. Let's put it that way. And but the thing is, why, yeah. why me? Why? I mean, then again, it's it's pointless to say you've asked that question at this point. Why me? It's just okay. So and you ask why me, and I sit there and I turn it around and say, why not you? Why not you? Because now here you are. I can sit here and see what's going on from outside, and here you are. You now are out publicly speaking here about them. So maybe you were chosen to um, do just what you're doing, you know, making um, people aware, you know, of their own, with your own 
experiences, you know, your own emotions, everything else that comes up wrapped up in this ball. You know, maybe uh-huh. that's what you're supposed to be doing. You see, you say, why you? I say, why not you? Sure. You know, why not? Because you're well, doing, maybe you're doing what you're supposed to be doing by doing this. You don't know. Well, it's, I could throw that back at you, Kat, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you don't think I have? I have. Why oh, I know. Me? That's why you I'm know? talking with you about it, because you've had a lifetime of asking this question, so... Yeah, and I've had to finally just give up, you know. I mean, there comes a point when you're dealing with Heavenly Father where you just have to surrender. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to be fighting spirit constantly. It's a never-ending, exhausting battle. And as a human being, at some point... That's where depression comes from. That's where fatigue comes from. All this anger comes from. All the the negative feelings, emotions comes from fighting against spirit yes and so you have to give up at some point if people don't understand this until they actually have lived it but at some point comes the realization i mean you've always known it but you never really accepted it and the realization is heavenly father is more powerful than you are period <laughs> that's all there is to it he can outlast you outthink you outstay you outdo you Forever and ever and ever until you turn to death. So at some point, you have to realize, I give up. I relinquish. I'm done. Do what you will. Use me for what you're going to use me for. And once you do that, then comes the complete serenity, comes the complete peace of mind, knowing, I mean, it is, your soul is so tired from fighting spirit that when it finally just gives in and lets him wield you like he's going to wield you, then, you know, the opposite end of that spectrum. And that is complete and utter peace. That's why I can say what I want to say about the state of because I know I really don't have to answer to anybody. I really don't. The only person I answer to is Heavenly Father. And if people don't like what I have to say about the state of it's not that hard to turn the channel, turn me off, do whatever you want, because I am doing what he told me to do. And I've been doing it since I was five years old. You know, he said, tell them about me. Tell them about my other children. These are my other children. And they are his other children. And it's just so, it's, it's something that uh, maybe. Well, most cannot accept, right? Right. Because I guess because of ego and pride, it's really been ingrained into us, whether we want to admit it or not. We're we're always told that you're not the center of the universe, and then you're constantly the center of the universe. So it's like it's uh, there's a mixed message that that's been sent to us. Right. You know, and yes, and people don't even realize that. I mean. Also add into that other message there, you know. Well, you're the top predator on this planet. You know, there's nothing higher than you. There's nothing smarter than you. You know, there's nothing that can outdo a human. Okay, if you say so. You know, but stop to think about this for a minute. Scientists have said that if, if aliens were to come from outer space 
to the world or to earth. The people, the beings that they would make contact with most likely are not as humans. They would go for ants or they would go for honeybees. That's kind of scary. It makes you realize, hey, you know what? We really are nothing. So, you know, that's just way to look well, at it's a, well, it's, it's Yeah, that's the way to look at it, too. Uh, but it, it's like, um, but, you know, we are something, though, Kat. We're just, uh, we, but there's also, there's also, there are others out there as well. Yeah. So it's well, like. the Bible tells you there life. are. You know, that's, Yeah. That's what really gets me is people want to sit here and say, well, nowhere in the Bible does it say about Bigfoot. Uh, excuse me, yes, it does. You need to go read the book of Revelation. Yes, it does. Well, it I talks think, about I the think that in the, the I think that the story of Esau and Jacob is the story of us and the forest people. Esau yeah. was just furry from head to toes and his hands, his feet, and his red hair. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and so, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's an a, analogy an allegory of uh, of a reality of our plane of existence and for some reason i mean it's been taken well we uh, we have been at war with these these creatures that's what our beings yes. i keep saying creatures if you know, the, the, we have been at war with them and so uh yes. uh, for some reason we've uh, there's something happened along the way where we no longer are willing to coexist. Yes. Or accept. I agree. Their their part yeah. of of this realm, and allow them to have their part, and we have our part, and it was some kind right. of uh, uh, r- r- fanaticism of uh, thinking that we own it all. We need, the individuals have the right to it all, and um, right. So I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. So, well, I just spent an hour going. Well, here we go again. You know, <laughs> it's down. It's a deep and winding road. You know, that's why I tell everybody. You know, it's not a tunnel. It's a hole. Once you fall into it, it's it's just like Alice in Wonderland. You keep going and going and going. You know until you finally hit the bottom. But who's to say how long that bottom is until it hits? You know, I mean, the floor drops out. You've got a long ways to go. And it's it's different even now with me. You know, I still learn something from them every single day, you know? And, I mean, if somebody were to tell me, well, you should have learned everything they had to teach you by now, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't work like that. You know, they, well, what would you say to to the, 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 the Christian people out there? Because you've got to know what I'm talking about. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, fellow Christians who think that because they've read the Bible and they memorize verses that they um, they know the, the absolute truth or the whole story, right? Of, right. our, of our existence, and are going to say that, uh, well, we're dealing with um, with familiar spirits and devils and that kind of thing. I mean, because you know that's what people are going to be thinking and saying. I mean, that's even my thinking first is like, am, am I dealing with familiar spirits? Am I dealing with some kind of this demonic entities, or am 
I mean, I was ser- I'm seriously asking the question because is it me just judging them because uh, they look the way they look? When I honestly, if I think about it, you know, what I consider to be beautiful uh, has done more damage and, and has caused more harm than anything else. You know what I mean? So, right. And, and uh, so he, with the standard of what we consider beautiful today based on how we've been indoctrinated in the, and uh, all the programming that's been put into us, indoctrination, you know, uh, it's, it, it turns out it's really not that beautiful. It's, it's you know, mm-hmm. all those these wars and the billions of people killing each other and, and uh, you know, everyone cheating on each other. And, and you know, it's just it's like... Uh, really not that beautiful it turns out to be at least our behavior right. isn't so we judge these right. creatures because they they are the complete 180 degree opposite of what we define as is beautiful and acceptable right and what you just said there is so hypocrite we we just total hypocrites here okay because what do we teach our children well, just because somebody looks different doesn't mean that they're ugly. Just because somebody doesn't look like you do, Tommy, doesn't mean that he's ugly. Just because he doesn't like the same things that you don't like, that you don't, you know, that you like, doesn't mean that he's a bad person. So what we're doing here is completely hypocritical, okay? Because we teach our children not to judge. But yet, as human beings, we are looking at the forest beings and we're saying, you know what? Oh, my gosh, they're, oh, they're hideous. They're so tall. Who in the world wants to have a giant for a friend? Well, you know what? Um, growing up, I come from a long, long, long line of uh, big, big people. Okay, I have German and I have Chata. Okay, right. you go to to a Chata website and look at the people on there. They're huge. Okay, they're big people. So, for you to judge the forest beings because they're so big, well, that's wrong. Okay, socially and um, soul for your soul, soul, you know, is wrong. Uh, morally, it's wrong. Everything that you're doing, judging them on is everything that you as a human being, as a parent, um, as a kind Christian person, you know, you're judging them. And what is the Bible? What's the first thing the Bible says about judging? You can't do that. You know, and then there's those people out there that are saying straight out, oh, they're demons. They're demons. That's all they are. Well, you know, I went through this phase. Don't think that I didn't. I did. I went through this phase trying to understand, you know, and then I had to realize, you know what? People are listed in the Bible as having gifts, you know, and they were able to use their gifts because they were God-anointed and they were able to use the abilities. Okay? What makes that any more different than what these beings have, you know? They have gifts that they've been given, and they use those gifts to survive every single day in an environment that if you were to drop us as human beings into their environment, 
naked with nothing, how many of us would survive a, a day, a week, a month, a year? You know, we'd have to adapt and be able to develop skills to be able to do this. Well, how many of us would crack within, within a day? How much of us yeah. would break down and fall apart and before even the physical stress would just a Yes. You know, but the, the thing I'm talking about, too, is like, well, I'm going to be honest about how I see them. I, they're, they're, I mean, their faces are, there's some ugly looking faces. Ugly, I mean, they're ugly at times. So, why right. did I say, and, and by, 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 by the way, this conversation, this conversation is not for everybody. And most people that are, that are no. into Sasquatching, this is not for you. And this is not even for, uh, I mean, it could be for you. I can't make that judgment. But for most people, um, I'm not hearing them saying, well, you know, they're pretty, they're, they're hideous looking and all this kind of stuff. And somehow I got to break through my judgment at them and how they look. Um, because just because how they look doesn't mean that's their, their intent is to, uh, you know, to eat me for dinner. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and yeah. And that, see, and where you say they're so, so ugly and you you can say that. Yeah. I'm sure they're thinking the same have, thing about us. They're thinking the same thing about me. I'm sure some of them are like, "Oh, I know they do with us. <laughs> I know for a fact they do." You know, out of all of my children, they love my youngest daughter the most. Okay, and she has learning disability, and she is a big person. She's over six foot two now, and she's over the three hundred pound mark. Okay, they're more comfortable with her than they are me. Okay, because she's a big person and she totally accepts what they have. Say me, I've always been considered ugly by them. I'm tiny, I'm scrawny, I'm weak. You know, my hair gets matted up and they're like, fix your hair. You know, they're constantly trying to show me how to, to them, everything about me is wrong. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so everything you're saying about them, they perceive as human beings. But, now here's a funny story, okay? It, well, it's not really a story. It's, it's truth. And the truth of the matter is, there are pretty forest people. And there are handsome forest people. According okay? to our, 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 our standards. So that's right. We're basing it on right, our standards. Right, right, right. And I have seen the handsome ones, okay? Where you look at them and you're like, you know... You could give him a bath and give him a haircut and put him out on the street, and you know what? He's a big-looking guy, and he's not that bad-looking, okay? So maybe the reason that they look the way that they look is because they have to. Think about that. They're pretty fearsome-looking. And yeah. growing up as children, you know, they're, they're not, they don't start out big, okay? They start out small. Don't you think they might need the way that they look to make sure that predators leave them alone? Right. You know, I mean, you see this ugly child thing and it's pretty hideous looking and scary and whatnot. Maybe it's there for a reason. Maybe they have that ability or given that ability so that that way predators would not prey on them as they were growing into adulthood. You know, another thing too is that it's is that 
the other uh, creatures like to hang out with them. Yes. And so, yes, so, so, how do you deal with that? No, because I mean, I'm seeing. I'm, uh, I, no. I know that I, most people. I don't. I don't. I know what most people are thinking. I don't, I don't know, but I, from what I see, I, I've been given the eyes and moments where, and, and start right now, it's just from videos that even the people who are doing the videos don't see it, and I know it's not pareidolia. Right. And there are different types of beings that hang out with them, different type of creatures. And all that kind of stuff. And right. so, how do you deal with that? I mean, it's like. It's, it's like, hard uh, in, to understand, you know, but at the same time, it's not that hard. Okay, look at our society. You have people like me, okay, that walk with one foot in both worlds. I can see spirit, I can see the ley line, I can see the earth energies, um, ghosts, whatever you want to call them. Um, realmers, I see them all. You know, when I'm walking down the street, I don't just see people. You know, I have the gift of seeing what's around me. Um, you have other people out there that are psychic. You know, um, they all have a, there's, we're all made up differently. And I think Heavenly Father has given each of us a set of gifts that we are to use to navigate through this lifetime. You know, and with them, it's the fact that other creatures do gravitate towards them. And some of them I've figured out over the years why they are able to do that. Like the Ophi, the Ophi are around them because um, they have um, the ability to be scrap cleaner, you know, like like um like a remora, you know, a remora. What a remora is? It it hangs on the sharks and things. It okay. keeps them clean, and it also eats um stuff that's around them, you know, that they kill. So right. they follow the sharks, and they do that. Well, these things are following the sayama because sayama, you know, eat things. They eat deer. They eat cougar. They eat, you know, they they eat a lot of stuff. Okay, so. These things, like the Ophia figured out, follow them through now, to grab. You, um, now, ex, now, explain to what Ophias are, what they look like. Are, um, the Ophia look like, um, I've said they look like about uh, three and a half to four feet tall German Shepherd type. Um, they follow them to, they're here from a long time ago. They were placed here on this world um, to colonize it. And it didn't work so good. So the ones that are here, they've been here for thousands of years. And they figured out that to follow around the FEMA, uh, you get free food. Things they don't have to hunt for. You know? And FEMA are that way. You know, they're not going to be cleaning up right after themselves you know i mean it's an ecosystem so they've worked out that they do their thing what they're going to take and uh they'll leave the rest for the ophi and they'll feel come and get it and take it you know and we we have um portals you know here on the earth and i've told everybody that for years and nasa finally came out and you know said yeah we do have portals which was nice but um certain Native American tribes have carved where the portals are. You know, they've carved, like, for instance, um, I have one in one of my videos 
where they've taken the stema footprint and right next to it they've carved out an ophi footprint as well showing you straight out that it's out of this portal will come you know the stema and the ophi will follow them you know so it's just or the fee like some, like some kind of like a dog man type thing or are they yeah, a dog? Yeah, that's dog? exactly what they are. Yeah. Exactly okay, so, what they are. so I've seen also like lizard like looking beings but they're not and and I'm talking like your this most I I get the impression at this point that most of the stuff uh that's on the internet is just mm-hmm. hogwash. Um but there's like there's also <laughs> yeah. another there's another being that's kind of almost looks like a uh, gremlin type thing. It's got big ears. Have you ever seen that one? I have a picture of one of those. Yes, I have, and I also have pictures from uh, when I was down in Central and South America down there. Um, the Paracas tribe. Let's see, I'm watching the Boche. There's a bunch of them that uh, actually carved out these little gold trinkets of these guys with the big ears that you're talking about. Is that is that your first of all you're breaking up? I don't know if you're moving somewhere or going. But uh, secondly, no. uh, are you talking about the beginning of your episode ten with portals and it has those golden? Uh, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's just, okay. Yeah. I can see how that could be yeah, the same thing. But they're not really big though, are they? They're they're not. No, they're not. No. Uh-uh. People, there's all different types. You know, the big, um, like, uh, what is it down in, uh, I can't remember where they saw it. The big lizard man, you know, um, the skateboard swamp guy, you know what I'm talking about? The big lizard uh, thing that they said was like eight feet tall, nine feet tall, and was walking around with a tail and everything. You know, that's something completely different. That's a Latiche. And Latiche does well, well the, what, what 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 I've seen is it's like a like these big eared creatures with a big head, but they're not very. It's, I don't see a lot of hair on them, and they're kind of a dark gray. And um, I mean, they're just like you know they kind of are, you know the foliage in the forest and like the ferns. They're kind of like a, they, they they blend in with the ferns and the skunk cabbage and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? They're there. Yeah. And, but right. and, and but they're not really big. But they, I mean, I know. I keep on saying I know, but people are going to think I'm crazy. But um, I, what can you do? I mean, I see what I see, and if I if I deny what I'm seeing, well, then I'm I'm pretty much yeah being spiritually dead i'm just like i'm not accepting what's given to me you know what i mean um right i like like for instance when i'm getting one of the things like pareidolia i know there's such a thing as pareidolia but i think it's also uh just like the word the phrase conspiracy theorists that's thrown to people when they discover how the world works they say oh you're conspiracy theorists it's a way of dismissing you and it's a way of dismissing what i'm seeing by saying it's a, oh it's just pareidolia, right? Well, I'm sorry. It's, right. I mean, it's not pareidolia. What I'm saying, I no. know the difference you, between you, yeah, you know the, the how leaves and branches lay together to kind of look like a 
eyes and faces, and then there's have seen a real face and real eyes. Right. And so right. I'm like, at this point in my life, like, what's going on? And this is my whole journey has been, what the heck's going on? It's a constant. <laughs> what the heck's going on? I learned something new. And it's like I have to learn to accept more and more things that are unacceptable. Based on the fact but that... But why I'm, are they unacceptable? Why, why well, are they unacceptable? My, my own prejudice. Of my right. Own, uh, you know, because because I'm my uh, I, I have my own fear. I, right. I'm, I'm afraid. And I'm telling people that this place is a teaching planet. It was made to be a teaching planet. All other beings can come here in different dimensions. Okay, we know of eleven dimensions. Okay, if NASA can tell you that there are eleven dimensions, then you pretty much know they've been researching this for quite a while. Okay. And they're not if telling the whole tell truth, you, you know. The NASA, no, you know, if I can never, tell you there's more than 11 straight, dimensions. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. you're not going to get it straight. You're not. Because no, they don't think job. that we can handle it. You know, well, they're, they're little... That's how they enslave us, is by yeah. uh, lying to us about our own reality. And so, right. you know, you know uh, uh, and NASA is still a military organization. And it's, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, you have to understand, we have to understand that um, their job is not to tell us the truth, it's to tell their, their, their leaders the truth and, and to misguide us and keep us enslaved. And that's just how it is. I mean, or else they'd be telling us the truth, the full truth. Right. Instead of making all this, well, you know, oh, it all has to revolve around mathematics, and, which is a formal language, and it needs to be, and if it doesn't meet their, their math, then it can't be real. Uh, right. When you, you discover that mathematics is one of the most easiest ways to manipulate the truth there ever was. Right. So you can say that the sun is 93 million miles away, or you can, with the... Uh, different numbers and the use of tr- trigonometry and et cetera, you can discover that it's, it could actually be only 30 miles away. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, to your point, you're just right, like, right. I'm not putting any of my faith in man-made uh, institutions and man-made, uh, uh, well, it's, uh, scientism is a, a form of religion. Well, it's what really, does the Bible uh, say about that? You know, the Bible says don't follow men. Because why? Because men are corrupt. We're, we've always been corrupt. We've, the original form was, has been corrupted. You know, we are corrupt. And we're easy to corrupt. You know, if you see something power, that we want, you know, or, you know, yeah, way power we go. suggestion, yeah. Yeah. And we're, and we're blindly, you know, you know conditioned to blindly lead, uh, be led. So we go to you know, school and the church and everything and the television. We have all these quote-unquote experts. And all they're doing is regurgitating what's in front of their face, whether it's a teleprompter or a textbook. They don't know. Anymore. So it's the blind leaving the blind is what it is. And it's the perfect strategy yeah. to keep us uh, out of the loop of what this realm, world really is all about. Right. And, and there uh, again, it goes back to what I said. Everything from every dimension is allowed to come here. 
So, of course, there are people that are sensitive, like you, that can see. Okay? If people really knew what was going on around them, you have two camps. They'd either freak or they'd accept. Okay? And you need to understand that you're seeing stayama structures is a way of introducing you to something else. You know, I've always taught my children to be thinkers of their own, on their own, stay outside the box. You know, and one of my favorite quotes when I'm teaching them is, what comes next? You know, what comes next? So you always need to be thinking that way. If you're able to think that way, then you're able to accept what comes next, even if what comes next out of left field, you know, you're able to accept that, look at it, examine it, and then decide whether you're going to have a belief in this or not, you know, and people that I run into in the, in the Bigfoot society world out there, um, you thing where they're, they're all uh, Nephilim. You know, they're all. You know, they just, it's got to fit into their their paradigm of reality. Yeah. Which, exactly. by the way, it is not their paradigm. It's somebody else's paradigm. So, so in order to yeah. feel comfortable about things, uh, you know, yeah, it's the Nephilim. Is but you, there's no proof that you know those elongated skulls are belong to, quote unquote, the Nephilim. We don't know that. No. That's just some no. somebody, but, but there are, there was, and there's probably still is entities in this realm that have elongated skulls. What are you going to do about it? Yes. I mean, you know what I mean? There's Either nothing, you, know, yeah. you can't do anything about it except to, to say, you know what? I don't know what the heck's going on, really. And uh, well, did, yeah, outside and of here, here's something just just to throw out there at you, okay? We're talking about having a father here and what we what we perceive, okay? Well, let's flip that for a second, okay? Those people that are thinking about that, the elongated skull, okay, they're saying that they're Nephilim, okay? I, I know they are. Um, making a buck. And making a buck out of it and selling books, too. So there's something to keep yeah. in mind as well. So, and, yeah, yeah, they're making the almighty dollar there, okay? So that, that, that right there tells you something's corrupt, okay? But here's the other part of it, okay? Let's flip that, okay? They're trying so hard to make us believe that the stayama and the elongated skulls are Nephilim, why? Why are you trying so doggone hard to make me think that? Is it because there, there, there is there, there, actually something here that's good and does know what Heavenly Father is? And so are you, see where I'm going with this, Michael? They could be saying that... They're that going, they're gay. They're, they're whether, whether they're deliberate or not, whether they intend it or not, they're gatekeepers. In other words, yeah. they're there to keep, keep the, the gate closed and keep us from really right. knowing what really is going on. But slowly, it's, it's coming out what this yeah, what this place was, um, what it could be again, what it's probably going to. I don't I mean we don't know what our creator's uh, intentions are. Everyone's saying no. it's the end of the world, end of the world. You know what? We don't know that it's going to end of the world. It might be the end of the world of those who don't believe in. Uh, and um, our creator, what the creator wants, but I don't know that either. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's yeah. just another fear tactic to keep us uh, unstable and, and, and off track of reality. Um, right, and these people have fallen into that trap 
And they're all trying so hard to convince us that don't go into the woods because if you go into the woods, you're going to see these things and these things are going to kill you, you know, without ever thinking about it. You know, stop. You need to stop because that is genuine fear right there. That's genuine fear tactic. Okay, why why would you be telling the whole world this? Don't you understand that you're fitting into their little master plan? You know, you need to stop for a minute and think for yourself. Make your That's, own assumptions. You make your, you know, and figure it out. You're right. So that's my it's, message. That's my message to people. Stop, stop listening to the fear mongers here. Okay, I can't stand that. Okay, if I'm going to be afraid of something, I myself want to know why I'm afraid of it. Okay, I need to experience that for myself. I need to research it and experience it for myself. I can't have Joe Schmo tell me, you know what, you've got to be afraid of, of that big thing that lifts 10 doors down. Okay, well, now I'm scared of it. Okay, and then I go down there and I meet this big 10-foot-tall thing that he's talking about. It's actually just another man, you know, who's suffering from a disease. And just because he told me to be afraid of him, I was afraid of him when, in fact, there's no cause for me to be afraid of him. You see? Right, right. Well, it's to keep, it's to keep us in our, our, our physical and our spiritual and our mental uh, box. They've, they've created a cage, and, and whether we want to accept it or not, most of us live in, in our own uh, specially designed prison that keep us from knowing the reality of what's going on around us in the world. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, you can go to your your job and you can go to a public bar and go your vacation, all that kind of stuff. But you're, you're, what, what are, you're really just following other, other people's uh, dreams and designs for you. Not God's, other people's. Other people, other right. people's beings. You know what I mean? So we're, you know... It, and that's something that's hard to accept too, and hard to tolerate as well as um, to do that. I guess because it's like um, you get so indoctrinated by all this the, the isms around us um, that you just become a, a highly indoctrinated and educated. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. I want to say fool, but that I don't want to I call it. I say slave. Everyone. Yeah, it's a slave. Is what slave. it really is. It's a slave to them, to the to other uh, a certain group of uh, our class of men's systems, and there could. Right. I mean, I'm, well, like I'm thinking about what was it like? Okay, what was it like before the uh, the the Benedictines and the Jesuits first came over here, and the the, um, the pirates and and uh, like Columbus came over here. Um, what was it like? What was it really like a thousand years ago or five hundred years ago, where uh, our ancestors, you know, um, you know, having Friday dinner with these with uh, Stamba and other creatures and. And was uh, you know we, everyone kind of accepted each other and and you know uh, you have your place I have my place and we work together you know what I mean it seems right. to me like that's at one time there was this 
uh, at this time. Comradery, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying it, that... There, there was. Never... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. There, there was. Tell, yeah, tell there us. was. You know, that's what I was saying before, you know, when I was speaking in, in our other interview. You know, there were every Native American tribe here on the North American continent, and if you go down to South America, it still holds true. Um, at some point, they had people that were designated to deal with the Sayama, to trade with them. You know, they learned their language, they learned how to communicate with them, and they actively traded back and forth. Okay? And to realize now that that happened, that can't happen with an ape. Okay? You can't tell me that a gorilla is going to walk out of the jungle and bring me some fruit that I want to eat. And in return, he's going to offer me that, and I'm going to hand the gorilla, you know, some sticks so he can go build a better nest. Okay? You can't. No. That doesn't work like that because that's an animal that you're dealing with. Whereas Stayama are not animals. You know, they're not us. They're something else. I always say that. They look like us, but their emotions are not ours. Okay? So these people, these beings have an intelligence. They know who Heavenly Father is. They know right from wrong, you know, and in their community, societies, um, they have those ones of them that choose not to interact with humans, that choose to do bad things, you know, and are they ostracized? Yes, they are. They are permanently banned from specific tribes, you know. I mean, the, the alpha male will ban them, and they won't be back in, okay? Not because they're um, doing something that we think is wrong, but they are doing something that Stayamon know is wrong, and they do not allow in their culture. Right. So you can't tell me that an ape ostracizes another ape for things, you know, and then say, well, he's intelligent. Sure, he's intelligent, but on his in his own species, on his own line of intelligence. What I'm talking about here are beings, actual beings that know right from wrong, that can take a vote, and they vote to ostracize someone from their tribe. Okay, that's not an animal. That's a human. That's has human traits. That's something that we as humans can relate to. And in order for them to have a sense of right and wrong, means that somewhere along the line, they knew a greater power to give them right and wrong. The well, they got the, they, 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 right. They have a conscience and a, and a, exactly. some kind of. Uh, uh, some uh, an element of spirit in them, um, right? So, and yeah, uh, it seems to me. I mean, I don't know. It seems that uh, they do have a culture. I mean, I can't. One of the things was the anthropo the anthropological approach to it is an absolute dead end. Right, and I, you can't I, go and, there. And, and, it's used it as another weapon. What the anthropology has been used as a weapon to keep us from really knowing the truth. So that it's, it's right. not, you know, there's no evidence. It's even uh, 2017. If you do your own research, just your own, you start to realize 
that they fabricated even the year, even the century. Right. And that, um, so they're using an anthropology, anthropological approach. I'm not, and I'm not saying everybody is deliberately doing it, but the ones at the top, the ones from these think tanks, the ones that you and I never ever will associate with, uh, or right. really even hear from, they developed a strategy of using the anthrop- anthropology as a way to lie about our past and who we are and what our future is and what other things are. Right. So everything has to line up in their own uh, scheme. And and uh, it really is a scheme. It's a design to keep you from um, really being having well being free. <laughs> right. And whatever it's that means. It's the truth. That's what it is. You know, and that is the truth. And so, here's one that's really bugging me right now is the fact that they've made up this um, round table fake shake of the Bigfoot elite, you know? Oh, um, yeah. And I'm laughing at this because it was created, what, three, four years ago? And what has come out of it? Absolutely zilch. You know, they're no closer to understanding. They're no closer to the realization of what they are dealing with. And all I see them doing is perpetuating the myth that started all of this. You know, there is no truth being told, and they just keep fabricating it, and it just keeps spinning well, out of control. They, right, they put their faith in the modern religion of scientism. I'm not saying the scientific method yeah. is not not useful. It's It's wonderful if you actually do it. Approach it in a natural science uh, uh, sure. uh, light, uh, you know. But if uh, if if all it is in the end of day, see, I mean, this, this, okay, we found a couple bones, and we we make up uh, what we found, and say they're you know giants, this giant, yeah. that apes, and there's no there's there's no substantial evidence for anything that they're saying. In fact, you know, the, no. when you, the more you look at, it, the more you realize it's just more man-made constructs. And, uh, and that's that, uh, good. That's what it is. Well, yeah, it's to keep us you from know? knowing the truth. And so, uh, not and I'm not saying that everybody who has, who has an anthropological approach to Bigfoot or Sasquatch or Stema is a uh, is um, a bad person. What I'm saying is no. that the vast majority of them have been indoctrinated into something that by now, I mean, it's, it's a definition. It is a definition as well of insanity. You know, that can keep on going, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting it, it, a different result. Um, yeah, you're not going to get it. No. And it's, there's the thing is, too, is that uh, with scientism and with this modern, the new world religion, of where you're God, man is God, and that you, once you realize that it's not true, that there is a creator, and you start looking into all the different things um, that you could imagine that uh, come from man, and they're all, every one of them is based on a foundation of lies that crumble. It crumbles right before you. And so you're left with this realization that is just, the only one you can put any trust in is the Creator, and I've, people hate that. You know, I used to hate the concept of a God. 
or you know what I mean? Or, or hate, let's be honest, I hated God. I hated him for my life and I blamed him for everything that happened. Um, and started learning to accept the fact that our creator is real, he's in charge, and he'll do whatever he wants, to give you whatever he wants. He give us and take us away, and he's the one in charge. And so, instead of fighting him, the attempt that I'm trying to have is to just, well, it's not a desperate attempt. It's, 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 worth, it's, I don't know. I guess I'm, my, I'm defiant still, very defiant against God. I, and who would think that talking about Stayaba and Bigfoot revolves around the whole concept of God? And most people don't want to hear that. That are into in the Bigfoot world, they don't want to hear of a creator. Right. But how would you? How are you? How are you going to know the the truth of what's going on if you don't accept what is self-evident? Something yeah, I agree. Something, I agree something, with that. But something. The, Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, people need to be willing to stop and be humble and admit in the Bigfoot world that they don't know everything. You know, they want to think that what they know is therefore set down in stone. And if it can't be set in stone by them speaking it, then they'll go and get others to back up what they're saying because they all have the same mindset and they share the same opinions. So therefore, it's group mentality. Exactly. But in fact, it can't be that. Right. You're still putting man, men, yourself above creator. That we're 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 a part of the creation. We're and 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 that's it. That's it. And we, we you know what I mean. It, and people don't. We don't want that. And part of it's because of how uh, organized religion has even that has poisoned it and made it into like a big giant guilt trip. That if you don't do this, that, and the other, then you're not really once again one of us. A Christian, or a Buddhist, or a Hindu, or whatever. Instead of, you know, really just following the Spirit and saying, really, yeah, you're one of His, not one of theirs, one of His. And I know this sounds really, uh, you know, theological and philosophical, and what we're going down. And for most, they're not going to be able to stomach it. I really believe that. You know, I reached out to you a couple months ago. I don't know if you remember that. I said, I really need to talk to you. This is what I really need to talk to you about, Kate. Or Kat, excuse me, I'm sorry. Kate, I do that all the time. Kat, because um, I am overwhelmed with what I'm seeing. And I feel uh, alone. And I've tried to reach out to the Bigfoot world. But most people don't start saying it the way I'm saying it. And I don't, I don't really want to have arguments with people. You know what I mean? The debate is worthless. Right. It's a waste of one's time. You know, it's just throwing it. If you know people, oh, it's a, it's a you know, we don't even know how old this place is. Whether it's it was created, 
you know, five, 500 years ago or 500 billion years ago. We don't know. We don't know anything. I'm really, I mean, I know that sounds pathetic, but, you know, I, I, I know about this stuff. I, I, I have a background in science. And I know that most of it is based on assumptions and opinions, uh, very subjective, of the person in charge of the project. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 People don't understand that. You know, I mean, your general public listens to what the science scientists have to say, and then they believe it because these men in our culture um, are more learned than the average person. Okay, but here's here's my point in all of this, and I'm going to use you know something to compare with. Um, as an archaeologist, I dig up. I specialize in pre-Columbian civilization. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have to take what I find. Okay, um, society-wise, if I go in and start digging out a site, and there are houses and um, garbage piles, you know, where they take their refuge and dump it, fire pits, um, number of bedrooms, you know, I can safely assume, okay, and there's the word, Mm -hmm. I can safely assume that these are people that are kind of like we are now, you know, they had families, they had homes, they, um, you know, they ate the same kind of stuff that we do. You see, then you've got the archaeology where, um, and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack from this from my own uh, friends, um, who paleontologists, okay, who dig up bones, dig up dinosaurs and things like that. Okay, this has always been a very sore subject with me because I can go through and say, here's a link, here's a link, here's a link to prove my theory. Okay, paleontologists are a little bit different because they go and they find some bones from a dinosaur. Okay, this one really got me when when it happened. They found some some bones and they put it all together and they said, okay, this is a type of ichthyosaur that didn't live in a communal pod. Um, it just lived in the lagoons around islands, and it just ate specific types of dinosaurs that came down to the water to drink, and it just did this. You know, they were listing off all these things, and they were always saying, they were prefacing with, it just, it just, it just. And I said, wait a minute, how can you tell that from bones? You can't. That All you're saying there is nothing but assumption, and you're passing that off as fact because why because you have a phd behind your name so therefore what you are telling the public you know the discovery channel is considered 100 percent fact okay now the discovery channel does what it wants does best it puts it on television okay and your average joe person is watching that television that that show and they're seeing all the assumptions that these so-called scientists 
with their degrees have said about this specific dinosaur. So now they're going, okay, this is the truth. This is exactly how it is. And all that they are doing is parroting a set of people's assumptions. So that's where I take it with this. You can't make assumptions and opinions about things that you know absolutely nothing about because all you're doing is parroting what you've been told. Cat, you know that most of the, I mean, uh, most of the dinosaurs that they say are dinosaurs, uh, there's very few actually complete dinosaurs. Most of them are actually the constructs of the imaginations of men. And when you you go to uh, one of these museums or whatever, you see a large whatever, a brontosaurus or uh, what. Uh, Whatever it is, all the different sources. <laughs> there's no, you're not looking at real bones. You're looking at fabricated bones. They're fabricated. And, yeah. And most of them have actually been proven overwhelmingly to, to, not, to not even be accurate. They can't even make up their right. mind if these dinosaurs had feathers or scales. Right. Well, so I know, the, and here's here's a funny one for that, okay? Being in Utah and working with uh, archaeologists there, you know, I go where um, people get grants. You know, if they get a grant, then they'll hire me on. To find uh, fossilized dinosaur skin and then look at it in real life, to touch it and to understand it, and then go to a museum and see something completely different, you know, it throws you off. It really does because, and that's one of the reasons I don't go to museums because I don't like the fact that they put it out there that this is the way that it is. This is the truth. No, it's your truth. That's that's your truth. You know, and you are refusing. Who's to say that your truth is a hundred percent? Because I don't know if you refused to look at the rest of the evidence. You know, I don't oh, know yeah. you. Right. So I can say, all I'm seeing here is what you've convinced the, the community, the archaeological community, um, that this dinosaur looked this way. And what you said about brontosaur is very true because they're no longer called brontosaurs. They're called brachiosaurs, and they <laughs> changed it. We found out that the head was wrong. You know, <laughs> Come on now, people. You know, for all those years, you and I were growing up, you know, they looked like this. Now we come to find out, oh, yeah, that was a wrong head. You well, know? it's like T- T-Rex. Okay. T-Rex, you know, they can't yeah. figure out. Because anatomically, it doesn't make any sense with a big giant head and the little feet and all that kind of stuff. And, and his whole body, little arms. None of it makes any sense. Their they're, they're, they're creation. I don't even think there's ever been. Although I think there might, there's a claim that there's, they found one complete one, maybe. But you don't know that because the problem is most sites, uh, the public doesn't have any access to it where they find these bones. So you have no idea. And even the people that are doing the research, uh, whether volunteers or students or the lower level, uh, people that are actually doing the stuff, I mean, they're not, they don't get the final say in any of this. They're just there to get together. Gather the bones or fragments or whatever it is, and then they have somebody else already, you know, who knows what the 
what the storyline is going to be, and that they create their little story. And it, because they don't want us to know what the real truth of what this world's like. And I think this is the reason why they don't want us to know about Stayama, is because when you go down this road, you start waking up to a lot of other things. You know, that, and you're like, well, um, uh, I, it's, it really is a serious case of the blind leading the blind. And um, yeah. that cognitive dissonance, it, it creates a lot of confusion and fear and the realization that you're going to have to walk alone this journey. Uh, I mean, you might find, you know, a friend here and there, um, but, you know, mostly you're going to have to walk alone with God on this. You know, like the, like I keep bringing up uh, Pilgrim's Progress, his story, you know, uh, you're going to have to let God take him, take you by the hand and let him take you where you're supposed to be. And just leave it at, at that. Um, but they're so desperate in keeping us in um, in, our, in their uh, the prison that they they've given us that the, they'll throw anything at us. And that's what they're doing right now. They're throwing the because people are starting to wake up to the realization that their story of what the cosmology is is wrong, the history is wrong. And that blatantly have been lying to us about just about everything. That even right. uh, peer reviewed papers that was admitted a couple of years ago that o- over half of them aren't actually even peer reviewed. They're just right. they're just you know they get their paycheck, uh, the the bribe uh, whatever magazine and and uh, they they just throw something out there and it. It all sounds so true, but you know the problem is if you and I don't have the ability to challenge or um, whatever their statements are, uh, their allegations, then you're pretty much left with this the same old situation of being uh, I must abandon my free will to a man-made authority. Right. Yes. So here we go. I mean, this, this whole thing about Stayama is much deeper than even about whether or not it's an ape. You know what I mean? It <laughs> it's is, like it's a deep, deep subject, you know, and, and people—they're not prepared. No, I mean, we're not. We're not prepared. We don't, we, you know. And you know, and I consider uh, acquaintances and friends in this community who. Um, they are friends, and I, you know, I can accept that their point of view uh, of how things are. And, you know, stay away from these creatures; they're, they're they're scary. They kill you, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and and it's true they can kill you, and they could do a lot of other things. But uh, I, I, there's not really that many much records out there of a big or of Stayama um, killing anybody that I know of. Right. I know they've been right. there's playing some, some tricksters, but generally speaking, it's a lot of it's been the the human's fault, the human being's fault, either by uh, tempting them too much with whatever, uh, whether it's you know giving them a bunch of candy or 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 you know you just some oh well, some some man who is in fear ends up shooting one. I mean, uh, etc. I mean, they generally, I mean. From all I can see, stories. 
I, yeah, they frightened people, scared people, but I haven't heard the average that 99.9% of the time, that's all it is. It's them being frightened well, of sure. you and you being frightened of them. It's just. <laughs> okay, well, and here, here's something I want to throw out there, okay, for your average person, okay? Your average person, your average, average person, you know, take for example, you, okay? You're out walking through the woods, okay? You come across some, some uh, tree branches that have been twisted, okay, on the, and stuck into the ground, okay? Or they're already in the ground, you know, they're plants with pretty good-sized stalks on them, and they've been twisted, okay? You look at that. You may even see it. You may not see it, you know, because you're not from that environment, you know, that, that, building, that building block around you. You know, you're from the city. So you may not even be aware of what you're seeing, okay? So as you progress down this trail, um, you start to see things um, a little bit bigger that are placed in X forms, you know, little X's here and there. Okay, well, that's kind of interesting. That's, that's never noticed that before, but that's kind of okay. And you keep walking and you keep walking. Now, pretty soon you're going to come upon these giant structures where something or someone has taken two trees and crossed them and made giant X's out of them, okay? Your sense as an average human being is to see that and go, wow, you know, what's that? That's interesting. What is that? Because you've never seen anything like that before, okay? And there's so many wow factors on this. You're looking at these two huge trees that have been, torn down and now are placed in X's, you know, and usually the branches are stripped off of them. So, I mean, they're pretty impressive. You're looking at this thing and you're like, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. Okay. Wonder what that is. Okay. Now let's split that and put a stadium on walking down one of our streets. Okay. He's walking along and he's seeing things and he sees, a red sign, you know, that red octagon-shaped sign. He's like, wow, that's a pretty-looking thing, whatever that is. Walks a little bit further, and now he sees traffic lights, you know, and he sees red, green, and yellow, and he's like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I've never seen anything like that before. Then all of a sudden, he comes to a gate, and on the gate is posted a do not trespass sign, no trespassing. He's not going to know what that is. What he's looking at, he's never seen before in his life. He's deciding, this is interesting. This is really a nice bright orange color here. And it's on something that uh, makes some interesting noises when I bang on it. Okay? So us going to their area, we're going in there not knowing what we're looking for. We're not familiar with their signs. We're not familiar with their terminology. We're not familiar with the way that they are posting up. This is my territory. This is my area, my domain. Stay out. Just like they are coming to our environment and saying, I don't understand what this means. And yet we're showing them, look, stop. Stop again. Don't come in here. Look out. This is my property. So there are two parallel ways of thinking here 
you know, they're they're doing their thing and we're doing ours, but we're actually paralleling each other and we're trying to get the message across to each other. But there's a gap. You see? So if there's uh-huh. a gap, all we can hope to achieve is to bridge that gap at some point. We can't go along and make up false falsifying stories, you know, about how you know, I pointed this out. People were saying that there was a story out there about a Bigfoot attacking um, this guy and ripping his leg off, you know, and he had to hobble back to society to get treated. And I said, really? I said, if that had really occurred, it would be all over CNN. It would be all over the TV. Every newspaper would carry the story because there would be this huge outcry from people to go find this horrible thing that had done this. They would go with pitchforks and and torches to go hunt this being down. I said, these are horror stories that we're hearing. They're perpetuated horror stories. They're made up horror stories. And they're really no different than the racist thing that human beings have done for centuries. You know, I don't like him because he looks a certain way. I don't like him because he acts a certain way. You know, so we're demonizing something that we don't even know really what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. So, uh, because I I muted earlier, so Uh, I I agree with you. And I think uh, this is a very interesting part of my journey. And Kat, I, I really appreciate the fact that you're willing to be part of it. And I hope we do a couple more of these things. So at least for me, <laughs> I'm just kind of selfish, uh, but I can uh, help, uh, you know, help, help me to understand what's going on here. So, uh, and accept. I do my best. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's uh, all I can do is my best. Yeah, you know? I understand. I understand. It's just one of those things. So, but, uh, <clears throat> I don't know where to go from all that, but you know we've been doing it for a couple hours, almost two hours, so maybe it's a good time to end the recording. Yeah. But you can, folks, you can find her work, Cat Hansen, on YouTube, and uh, I will have the link in the information boxes as, as usual. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things she has to share, and. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, there's a lot of there's I guess there's a lot of uh, a maturing, at least on my part, when it comes to those stuff. You know, I pretty much, you know, uh, in my arrogance, I pretty much poo-hoo just about everything, and uh, I'm starting to discover that there's this world is this realm that we live in is much more uh, interesting and magical than we were ever told. And maybe it's a, maybe it is time for us to embrace it. I don't know. Or those few of us that can or are supposed to. I don't know. I don't know where to go with all that. So, but thank you, Kat. Uh, you got anything else going on? Anything uh, no, new? No. Oh, I'm yeah. making new videos. So everybody keeps telling me make the videos, make the videos. So I get requests. So I'm doing them now on uh, something called the rake, and. Uh, the next one is uh, on the new on the conscious cryptid channel. I'm going to add a new channel to that. 
um, talking about the interdimensional humanoids that come through. Ah. So there's so that's what I'm doing. Hey, you know, and that, uh, um, you know, you definitely. I don't know if that, you know, that one. Uh, did you see that th- video that I posted of the yes. the or I think is a, but I don't know. I mean, but my first instincts were a uh, emaciated sick stayama. But I don't. Is what do you think it is? I what was you looking at it, and it, it looks to be an older stayama. It is older. It is, and he's sick. He's sickly. So your your assumption on that was you know your guess on that was right because as oh, yeah. soon as I looked at it I knew I then also I was telling my daughter I said oh, Michael was right <laughs> he knew well because a lot so. of folks think it's it's a rake or they think it's fake you know what I mean no and uh, knowing the knowing the backstory and who the person is that actually filmed it Richard uh, he didn't have the technical savvy to do it and he had no reason to do it to fake it. So, right, um, yeah. and it makes sense to me that the reason why it was coming around his house is because it was probably looking for, who knows, maybe he had a cat or something. I, I, that's something that was not mentioned. That, does he have a dog? Is he a cat? Is there cat food out there? Is there or something there that he that maybe he was hungry? I mean, it looked like it was. Yeah. It looked like it had like Parkinson's disease and was sickly and old. And, well, uh, remember I told you, Lemmy is like that. My female, my oldest female in my group, she's got an atrophied arm. It's very tiny, tiny. I mean, it's no bigger than my arm on her. You know, it's just she's got, she's very sickly. She walks with a shuffle, you know. Um, she has a form, I guess she has arthritis because um, her fingers are, are all gnarled up, you know. So, yes. Very much so. Why wouldn't they be be emaciated? Why wouldn't they be sickly? Why wouldn't they have Parkinson's disease? You know, like I said, they're very similar to us. They're just yeah. not us. So. Yes. And I think that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> okay. Well, let me end the recording. And once again, thank you for spending a couple hours of your life with uh, me, Kat, and for those who will listen. I hope you get something out of it as much as I have. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.